Welcome to Piece of the Puzzle, a podcast exploring the mysteries of midlife dating with your host, Anita. Part one. Imagine this. Uh, I had an experience where um, I went to meet somebody and uh, we didn't have a lot in common. Um, unfortunately, he was one of those guys who talked just about footy the whole conversation and I wasn't particularly interested in that. Um, he asked me quite a few questions about my job, so I talked about my job a little bit. I asked him questions. Um, I went to the bathroom and when I came back, he had disappeared. <laughs> now, sadly, this is not a unique experience. I've actually had quite a number of friends who have gone out to meet someone and the person has just not appeared and it's happened to myself as well. Uh, And so this episode is dedicated to the act of ghosting, whether it be ghosting via messaging when someone suddenly disappears, when you've been in the middle of uh, messaging them, or real life ghosting. And for anyone who's never been on an online dating uh, app, this can seem totally inconceivable that someone could do this to you, but it is quite common. And so this episode, I wanted to look into the act of ghosting. So what is ghosting? Ghosting, the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation withdrawing from all communication. Ghosting is not unique to midlife dating. It can occur to anyone, no matter what your age. And it's also not unique to online dating. You potentially could suddenly never hear from somebody who you've met, for example, through friends, but seems to be less likely maybe because of that lack of accountability. Now, I have a friend who is a linguist and I was very interested in the use of the word ghosting. And it appears that it's been a term that is used predominantly to in the context of casual online dating to refer to the the practice of this terminating a romantic relationship by ceasing all form of communication and and real life interaction with a person but it also becomes very clear from the interviews that people's definition of what is the line when an act of disappearing becomes ghosting is quite different and it's also an incredibly loaded term. There are, there are a lot of emotions that are evoked when the term ghosting is used. Uh, I think there was a um, quite a cute little uh, definition of something that is much friendlier alternative to ghosting, which is called caspering, which is apparently where instead of ignoring someone, you're honest about how you feel and let them down gently before then disappearing from their lives. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. Now, a warning, this podcast does contain language that may offend some listeners. Now, I have both been ghosted and I've been accused of ghosting someone. So I, in terms of being ghosted, I was living overseas at the time. I was planning on moving back to Melbourne and I started chatting to someone. I have a faith and there's a particular faith community and I was on an online dating app for that faith uh, and I met someone on there and we started chatting and it was really, you know, over the course of a couple of months, we exchanged emails. I um, also talked to him quite a bit on Skype. Now, one of the red flags was that he didn't have video and uh, yeah, look, I in retrospect, who knows what I would have done. But, you know, when you're keen to make that connection with someone, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll meet him soon enough. It doesn't really matter. And he'd sent me his photos. Uh, in the future, I probably won't take that same approach. But at the time, I did. So we chatted over the course of three months. And when I arrived back to Melbourne, I sent him a message asking to catch up. And I didn't hear from him. I wrote him another message after about a week, just saying, hey, I'm not sure if you got my last message, but I'm here didn't hear from him I deleted him as a contact on Skype 
about a month later, he resent a contact request on Skype and I wrote to him and said, hey, just wondering what's going on. I'm a little bit confused. You know, it's okay if you've got cold feet or anything. I'm happy just to discuss it. We have, it's okay if we should just meet as friends. It's, you know, it's been nice to kind of be in, be in contact. Uh, and I never heard from him again. So that was both a combination of uh, a ghosting and potentially also a catfishing uh, experience, which we will cover in a later episode. And I'm going to be honest and say that actually I found the experience devastating. He was somebody that I thought that I was getting to know and then suddenly they just disappeared. It felt really hurtful and it was really hard to get over. And I still remember that experience and it's been quite a few years now. So I've also been accused of ghosting somebody quite recently actually it was during the time of coronavirus that we're still in at the moment it was when it had just hit in Melbourne and the restrictions were um, really starting to come in it was a particular weekend and I'd been chatting to someone we'd been exchanging messages you know every day or so or every two days and then suddenly it was the weekend where it was not quite lockdown but very similar to lockdown of you know really you can only go essential services and I'm going to be honest and say I really got quite anxious at that time I, I kind of changed the whole way of, of being and I just didn't um, didn't write to any of my contacts I just kind of froze a little bit trying to reorientate my life and uh, someone who had seemed really lovely and he also identified as having the same faith as me we he seemed really lovely in his messages and then suddenly out of the blue from after not contacting him for it was three days I got this message you must have had a better offer we're talking all of a sudden, you ghosted me. So rude of you. Such a waste of time. Fuck off. And I can honestly say I was also shocked by that experience to be accused of ghosting somebody when I just was kind of busy. Uh, so I really am fascinated by this topic of ghosting from both the perspective of the person who has been ghosted and the person who is uh, a potential ghost. So I wanted to start off by asking the question, have you ever been ghosted and how did it make you feel? Part two. Um, I've been ghosted plenty of times. Uh, one, a memorable ghosting experience was um, I had a, I, went on a date with this person for a few a few times and when we had sex and the sex was average at best and I think it was maybe for both of us um to be honest and they they wanted to I guess they wanted to ghost but they said oh yeah you know it's cool we'll catch up again or whatever and um and I tried and we're texting and then I tried calling them once and then they actually in, a, in an effort to ghost me, <laughs> they actually had a friend answer and speak Spanish and say, I was like asking for this person and say like, oh, this person's not here, but I speak Spanish. So I started replying to them in Spanish and it was a whole kerfuffle <laughs> because um, they realized, oh shit, this is not working. No, but uh, so yeah, that was like, Wow, I was like, wow, this person really doesn't want to see me, that they are going to make up a whole scenario and lie, you know, that they don't want to see me, um, which is okay, but, you know, I, I, but it was just interesting. That's a very memorable story. I felt cheap, to be honest. I felt cheap because um, 
it felt like um and that it's not necessarily that experience but i've been going through a few experiences where i felt i was being just used for sex and it's i know it's weird for a guy to say that but for me as a black person it's kind of like well are these people actually interested in me or do they just want to have sex and see what that's like you know what i mean so you, you you're not quite sure what their intention is so i, I just felt cheap and i was like Ugh. I, I need to stop this. To be really, really honest with you, um, unless there's a um, relationship behind it, it doesn't worry me in the slightest um, anymore. Um, you know, you think, oh, he would, you know, there's, there may be a little bit of disappointment if you liked him, but it honestly doesn't surprise me. So as far as turning up to a date, I've only been ghosted once when the guy just didn't turn up. And um, I go prepared. I've always gone prepared for that. And it's only happened to me once, but I had my book, I had my wine. So I read a bit of book, finished my wine and off I went. And so that was, that was fine. Um, I've obviously been dating um, guys. Um, you know, we've only had two or three dates. So you're not, it's definitely nothing that you can call, <laughs> definitely not what you can call a relationship. And they just don't reply to your message and you never hear from them again. So that happened and then, well, yeah, of course. I mean, most of the people, um, you know, just people not stopping chatting to you while you're online. Well, that's, that's a given that, you know, or maybe they get bored with me, but then I do that. If I get bored with them, I, I, yeah, sort of just delete them straight, straight away as well. So I'm pretty brutal in that area as well. Oh, yeah, I've been ghosted lots. Um, it's always a bit, uh, it makes me feel a bit of, um, I don't know, the feeling is of being affronted. It's kind of a bit like, oh, fuck you. You couldn't even say goodbye. Um, feel a bit like a child, maybe, of just being left. Um, yeah, it's, it's confronting, even if it's someone you're not really into. There's always this, maybe a certain amount of relief that they've been the bad one. They've been the, the villain and done the ghosting when I was trying to find a way to do it myself. But it's always confronting when they just vanish. It's like, ah. Oh. My next questions were about, is it ever okay to ghost? And if so, when? And if you have ghosted someone, why? If we haven't met in person, uh, you don't have any obligation really to me. But if we've met in person and like, I've expressed an interest in connecting again after our date or whatever, and you just don't respond. Like, to me, that's rude. Like, just say, hey, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, I think at this point, I am not interested in going on any more dates, but best, best luck to you. Like, it's two sentences. I just feel like, yeah, at that point, it's rude to not just say, something i think if your definition of ghosting is just simply disappearing from the app then yes technically i've done that but i feel like those are times when we've it's been in the very small talk stages of what have you been doing on the weekend um and it feels like it's not really been going anywhere so there's been plenty of times where yes i haven't um continued on with the conversation because i feel like there hasn't really been much invested by either of us or at least not enough invested by the other person for me to 
um, in response to me to keep going. Well, the real motivation is, ah, oh, I just don't have any more words in me to talk to this, this person. It just feels like too much effort to be respectful. Um, and then it's because it's easier. It's easier just to, to run, uh, feel less accountable. And there's a little, that nasty little feeling of power when you can hit delete. Uh, that's a very uh, social media experience, that one. Now, I'm no saint. I have done more than my fair share of ghosting. And uh, that last comment in the interviews really resonated with me. There is something that feels kind of liberating when someone, for example, has been rude or they haven't asked you any questions about you or something and you just delete. Uh, But, you know, I think my mind has changed when I heard the first part of the interviews and just hearing the impact that it has on people. I think I've underestimated even because even in your head you rationalize it by saying oh we're just at the early stages and and then you delete them or you you lose interest and you just disappear but I'm starting to hear that even in those early stages it has quite a bit of an impact on someone when you do just disappear without letting them know so I am a reformed ghost and I now I now keep this template as some template messages that I just send to guys, even if I'm at the very early stages of texting them online, uh, I just say, look, thanks so much for your messages. I am going to leave contact for now. I've got a bit more of a connection with some other guys on the site. It's been nice chatting with you and good luck with your search. And I found I've had a really good response to that uh, rather than just deleting them without giving them an explanation. And also when it's become a little bit further down the track where we've maybe we're about to catch up and they're suddenly, you know, they drop off in contact, I will write to them and say, just to let you know, I'm going to delete you because I'm looking for someone who's a little bit more proactive in communicating, um, but thank you for the messaging. Uh, I try and give that explanation so that they know because, you know, there's some things like, for example, when a guy doesn't ask any questions, it's so irritating and the, the um, temptation is just to delete. But I'm like, actually, I want you to know that this is what I have found to not be um, very appealing. And sometimes they've come back and said, oh, sorry, you know, and start asking questions. And sometimes that you just don't hear from them again. But it's just making me feel a bit better to communicate very early on why I might be um, not communicating any further with someone. Part three. So now we're moving on to part three. And for part three, we are going to hear the story of the person who was ghosted by the friend who started speaking in Spanish. Uh, thankfully, that person has had some, also some very positive experiences and is currently in a um, relationship with someone that they have met online. So let's hear their story. I think the positive experiences have usually been when you've gone out a few times and you've, you know, you've interacted with this person and you're like, well, this person might not be for me. Um, let's, I, I, or they've communicated that, that, oh, you know, they, it's, they're not at the right stage or they don't, they're not interested in me like that, but they generally actually want to keep interacting. Um, so those have been really good experiences. So, and also experiences where they don't have to keep interacting, but it's kind of, being clear about what they want and being clear about um, what their intentions are. I think that's, those are good experiences because it means I hadn't wasted my time. They haven't wasted their time and, you know, we've exited and it's fine. 
and there have been experiences where it's like, oh, we dated and it didn't work out and we're now friends and we hang out and we do stuff together. That's also a positive experience. So yeah, those are, those are all good experiences. So she's a, she's a good looking person. She seemed like nice enough and swiped and we went on a few dates. You know, it's online dating, so I was dating a couple of people at the time. But she seemed she was she's really nice. She was consistent in her in like uh in in terms of enthusiasm. It's like okay, let's do this at certain time. You know, in two weeks' time, or I'm busy this week, uh, but I want to see you. Let's you know. So she was um there was a sense of um what's the word I'm looking for of interest. Like oh, I'm interested, um and I will make an effort, whether that be you know, like, because everybody is busy. And um, so even if she was busy, it was a sense of I'm not free this week or in two weeks time, let's catch up then. And I like that. She's a very good at communicating. And I think I really value that. Whether it's quote unquote good or bad things that she's communicating back to me, she's good at communicating. So I really value that clear communication. It's been about seven months. Um, and um, so not long in the grand scheme of things, but it's a bit long for, for me anyway. So it's kind of developed from that, you know, we're seeing each other once in a while to say, oh, actually we want to keep seeing each other um, and, you know, be boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay, what is that? And now it's a case of we actually talked about, okay, what do we want long-term? And um, negotiating and talking about that. So it's, it's, um, I, I like it cause it's, I, I feel like there's a sense of clear communication, um, which I'm enjoying. And, um, and it doesn't matter if it goes, you know, there's a, Esther Perel talks about the, um, relationship being measured by length. It doesn't matter if it goes for what, like, uh, and how that's a fallacy. So for me, it's like, well, I don't know if it's going to go for a long time or it's going to be a short-lived thing, but I'm trying to enjoy it as it's going at the moment and enjoying the experience of being with someone that actually I feel like I can communicate with. This episode's takeaways and thank yous. So I feel like for me, the clear takeaway from this episode is the importance of good communication. And that sounds like such a cliche, but, you know, I think for me hearing particularly the stories of um, friends or friends of friends who've been ghosted and just how painful that was, it's really highlighted to me that, yes, like this person that I'm chatting to, it's not someone I know. Um, and sometimes that removal of, of a connection, um, that online connection can really make you feel feel a bit devoid of the usual emotions that you might feel if it was a person that you standing right in front of you Um, but hearing these stories just makes you realize that we are all have we all have emotions and we can get quite easily hurt on these apps and um, and while it's important to not take things too personally I also feel like I want to come away from this uh, with a a little bit more of a sense of responsibility and um, an open communication. If something's not, if a 
a contact with somebody isn't working on an online dating app that I'm going to make that really clear to them no matter how early it is in the process you know it was pretty clear from the discussion that what constitutes ghosting and and the line at which it's okay really varies from person to person so I'm all I can do is control my own actions and I'm going to try from the very early stage if I intend on disappearing to just let someone know uh, that I'm going to disappear and it might result in them getting angry and that's their reaction I can't really control that so that was episode three boo the act of ghosting Thank you so much for listening and from now on the schedule will be that there will be a podcast released every month on the first of the month and I really hope that you have been enjoying the podcast series that it's been helpful. As I always mention at the end of each episode, I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, My email address is pieceofthepuzzlepodcast at gmail.com. Please be kind and mindful in your communication, Um, but I would still love to hear your feedback, whether you're enjoying it, whether there's particular topics that you want to hear about if you're midlife dating. I know there's been a particular focus on online dating, but we will be extending beyond that in the upcoming episodes. I would also encourage anyone who has any stories that they would like to share to please uh, send an email. Also, I have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, like it, uh, join it, and also please subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. You've been listening to Piece of the Puzzle, a podcast exploring the mysteries of midlife dating, hosted by Anita. The platform was half past ten I counted down the seconds For you to ring that bell You promised me it seemed me I counted on your word I gave up all those diamonds For your promise of pearls You've done me wrong You've done me wrong